Welcome to Build Brunch, the daily morning show where we talk about the latest topics in pop culture. I'm Brittany Jones Cooper. I'm Shannon Coffey. I'm Allie Colbert. And I'm Lucas Tim. Hi, everyone. Hi. Woo! Today, we're going to talk about how actor Danny Trio has become a real life hero in Emily Ratajkowski's essay on feminism. Plus, singer songwriter Elle Varner joins the table. But first. But first, I don't know, the big breakup happened. Miley and Liam <laughs> are done, and she's out in Italy living her best life. Wow. Oh my God. I was so excited when I saw these photos of Miley and Caitlin. Um, however, I do still feel a little bad about Miley and Liam, just because I, we've talked about this on the show before, but it's like you see these couples that are together for so long, and then they're married for like a day, and it's like the nail in the coffin. It's so weird. Both couples. They were Both together couples. for years, married for like a year or slightly less than a year, and then it just imploded. Yeah, um, but uh, these photos are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these photos are great. I am very happy that Caitlyn got away um, from Brody, because if you watch The Hills, the way he speaks to her is so sad. Yeah. Like, the things he says to her, I'm like, oh, this is uh, what happens on camera. I'm scared for you when the I cameras aren't it. there. Right. Yeah. yeah, he just is very rude and just, like, kind of, like... He's entitled. Yeah, I didn't like the way you treated her, so I'm so happy that she's free <laughs> and, yeah, that they're, you know... I mean, I wouldn't have put them together. Right. I thought, you know, Miley and me were a better match, but... <laughs> Anyway, I guess she likes bloggers. Yeah, your tweets were really funny, actually. <laughs> That's like, you're like, now you can get to Miley. Oh my God. What's fascinating, though, is Miley was always open that marriage wasn't really, like, stereotypically, like, important to her. Like, she loved Liam and their relationship, and she was very much a queer person in a hetero relationship for him because she loved him. And I think they probably had an arrangement where she could still be free and express herself or they would have people in their marriage. But something tells me that he's just actually pretty conservative and I think he probably had a hard time with whatever arrangement they had and she very much is a free spirit and had mm -hmm. to be out there. Yeah I don't know if they had an arrangement but I definitely feel like we've seen like four headlines in the last year that is like I'm queer but I'm with Liam. Yeah. Right. And like it's hard to not I'm think... I'm not a wife. I don't like that label. Yeah. She's been very It's anti. hard to not think that that has like been a huge part of the sort of like dissolution of this marriage. Totally. Yeah. And she's so young and I think when it comes down to when you are someone who's been outspoken about your queerness and you're, you're wanting to experience that in the end as much you love someone a relationship ties you down and mm -hmm. she probably just I'm 26 years old why do I do this right now? She's I would not be surprised <laughs> if they end up back together it's like the nature of their relationship they break up get back together break up they clearly have a deep love for each other so yeah i'm just happy for her happy for caitlin i you know i think miley kind of alluded to brody's behavior on instagram when um brody kind of uh, brody and his friend kind of made offhanded comments about like this whole scandal miley wrote back like go yeah. to your truck and cool off a little bit <laughs> yeah it seems like she was like you have some issues you need i to mean yeah out. the fact that brody jenner is like all over their photos commenting like hot girl yeah. summer and stuff like that like that doesn't make you look cool he that makes it. you look so Lame, like you're just sitting at home stalking them, trying to sound cool. Right. right. Or is it like a passive aggressive hot girl summer? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, but it, whatever <laughs> it is, it's like you're lame. They're out in Italy. You're somewhere commenting on their photos. That's never a good look. Never a yeah, good look. Yeah, like Brandon Lee was like, why don't we take some photos making out? And it was like, Brandon Lee, nobody wants to see that. Right. No one wants to see you making out with anyone. Actually, I think there's like a, a total request for you to just delete your Instagram. Yes. Why are you on the hills at all? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Liam, although they're not divorced yet, you know, he's back on the market. Mm. So, yeah, that's know. true. I'm just saying, he is very eligible and beautiful. Absolutely. And, and he's handling this well. He's handling, he's, he, he's being very classy he about looks it. like that. He'll and, be fine. And he'll, yeah, he's like, look, he looks in here like, oh, I'm good. I'm cool. Yeah. Was, um, Caitlin, I don't know her last name. Jenner. 
Well, well not anymore. Oh. Not that Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Was, was Caitlyn Carter, was she ever outspoken about any queerness? Not that I know of. Yeah. I, I actually read, I was looking for that today because I was like, oh, you know, but no, I think she, I don't think people really knew who she was, though, outside of Brody. Yeah. I think we just right. didn't know anything about her. Yeah. So we'll see. Good we'll luck, see. guys. Yeah, good luck. It's official. This year's Emmy Awards, scheduled to air September 22nd on Fox, will be hostless. Fox Entertainment CEO Charlie Collier confirmed the news saying, you have to look at trade-offs. If you have a host, an opening number, that's 15 to 20 minutes. You don't have to salute the shows. And they say that because there was a lot of big shows that ended this year, from yeah. Game of Thrones to Veep to Orange is the New Black. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. I mean, it is like the end of an era of TV. So I actually did like that that was the reasoning. I think the reality is they couldn't find somebody who wanted to do it, but I thought that that was a good explanation for why. And Fox doesn't have a late-night host, so there's right. not an easy person to go to while NBC um, and CBS and all have two people they could possibly go to. Yeah, I mean, I, I love a host. I, I, I love watching someone make a monologue, opening video, kind of um, celebrate the year in television or film. But I totally get it. There was, the Oscars had a lot of success this year. There was a very streamlined, short, shorter award show. So I get it while they're like, why stress out and put someone possibly could do a mediocre job. We can just produce a great show. But did you miss, I know you like a host, but did you miss one at the Oscars? I really didn't. I, yeah, I think the presenters are yeah. so much better than just the host. Mm -hmm. I feel like at the end of the day, well, the viral moments are never like, remember when the host did this? Right. So yeah. it's like, oh God, the host, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm saying this as a host who should shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I liked when Ellen hosted the Oscars. That was a while yeah. back. Like I remember Ellen and Billy Crystal Billy and Cr I enjoyed that. Yeah. But ever yeah. since then, no. I haven't enjoyed well, there's it. There's been so many slip-ups that, like, it, it, well, Jimmy Kimmel said it. It is really a, a, a no-win situation, a thankless job. He actually has done a pretty good job at it, but I don't for the most her. part. But not, That's I mean. The thing. Even him. Think about it. Yeah. He's done so a good job, and it still sucks. Right. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, it's like you're killing it, and the show's bad. I once read an article, yeah. like, it's like you have to capture, uh, with those award shows, enough jokes to inside the room to get mm -hmm. it. Enough Hollywood jokes. Yet enough jokes that general public also understand as well. So you're trying to play, like, two different faces almost mm -hmm. in yeah. one job. Which is why Tina Fey and Amy Poehler I think were such a good duo because they you know, they wrote these shows for network TV that so they sort of understand the mm -hmm. audience but obviously they're really sarcastic and witty and I feel like when they hosted they were able to do that. Balance. And the Golden Globes since it's such a relatively speaking a low budget award show compared to other ones it really just they're the big person. Yeah. There's no big numbers. There's no big like videos. It's just them that they did a good job to showcasing their talent. Yeah, I wonder. What do you guys think? Do you think this is the end of the host? Do you think like the host <laughs> will be eliminated now? I know there's been lots of talks of the <laughs> end of like celebrity. You know, mm -hmm. we've covered that story a lot on here. What do you think? There's no more Hollywood stars, and now there's no more hosts. What's happening? We're in a dark time. Wow. You know, Icebergs dark. are melting. Icebergs are melting. The <laughs> country's falling apart. We don't have someone to host the Emmys. It, I mean, this is bad. Global warming took away hosts. <laughs> but I feel like they never put in hosts. Like, I do think it almost is, you know, really the end of the host era because there aren't anybody, like, people aren't as multi-hyphenated as they used to be. And you really have to be, like, a quadruple threat, like a Jamie Foxx, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to do everything, and that's so much pressure. You yeah. can't just be a straight-up comedian anymore. You have to be able to sing and dance and, like, do backflips. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to ask. Yeah. Oh, damn. Everybody started being all talented, and all the pressure is on. Remember when you could just be a mediocre bitch and make it? <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah. That's I, how I got I'm here. on the wrong time, clearly. Uh -huh. This was 20 years ago. I'd be a huge star. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think it was the 90s. That is true. If it was the 90s, we would all be super 
super famous. This show would be the biggest <laughs> show in the world. Are you kidding me? Damn. Goddamn. Well, <laughs> actor Danny Trejo came to the rescue of a baby that was trapped in an overturned car last week. The machete star who once faced the death penalty is now being praised as a lifesaver. Take a look. This morning, actor Danny Trejo turning into a real-life action star, helping save a young child after this dramatic car crash in Los Angeles Wednesday. When we saw was up, lady ran a red light, crashed into that little uh, explorer, flipped it over. Trejo was nearby and instantly rushed in to help, making a beeline for the overturned vehicle. Uh, there was a baby inside and a, and a grandma. Because I, I called in, I couldn't get the baby out, I couldn't unbuckle the seatbelt. But like every good hero, the Machete star soon got reinforcements. Another good Samaritan joining Trejo to help the actor free the child from his car seat. I was trying to unfasten him, got him unfasten, and he pulled him out. The only thing that saved that little kid was his car seat, honest to God. Okay, really quick, I want to say that one of the questions on our cards says, best campaign, best PR campaign ever or legit? It's definitely legit. Like, no, he is an amazing yeah. publicist. <laughs> Don't question the publicist. Publicist arranges all to happen. L.A. publicists, they're incredible. They put the baby in the car seat, tip the car over. It's like, no, it's real and it's terrifying. <laughs> Cor- that's, yeah. Who knows? Could be fake. Just like the moon landing. <laughs> God. <laughs> Alley conspiracy hour. Here it comes. I mean, I didn't, I don't, the flag waved. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's no wind in space. There's right? no, I don't understand. Why would the flag wave like that? So for me, baby or bust, bust. This is not, <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> so wait, if you think the moon landing is fake, then you definitely think the earth, uh, the earth is flat, right? I do think that the earth is flat, mm-hmm. but I'm quiet about that. Uh-huh. I know, but don't you feel like you live, like, a good life? Like, nothing could happen to us. We could be like, the earth is flat, and we're not going to, like, lose our jobs. Wait, we already did. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, I, I, I recognize Danny from a bunch of movies and TV shows, from everything from Spy Kids to Sons of Anarchy. So I, I didn't know his history. He, you know... With babies. With babies. But <laughs> no, he was he, in prison. He was in prison yeah. for attempt to, uh, robbery, for stabbing a sailor. He, he he's, was a boxer in prison. He was in a, he was a recovering wow. alcoholic, recovering drug addict. Dude, that, he did weed when he was eight. Yeah. And when he was 12, he started doing heroin. Yeah. This dude it's cool. He actually yeah. was on his way back from murdering Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> when he found that baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hillary Clinton hired, <laughs> hired him. Okay, Lucas? Danny Trejo. How dare you? <laughs> she is busy releasing her book on gutsy women. I don't know. But I need an alibi. What a good alibi. I need to know where she was. I've been releasing my book. I saw tons of different edits of her dress like <laughs> a little uh, officer. Yeah, okay. And I think it's an How has Hillary Clinton not had a breakdown where she's just like, if I could kill people, I would have covered up that BJ. Yeah. Like, if Hillary know. Clinton could kill people, she, we'd be bowing down to Supreme Leader Hillary Rodham Clinton and she would have fixed climate change by now. But she can't, okay? Back to Danny. I love Danny. Danny is like so cool. He has a taco restaurant in LA. He has a donut shop Ooh, in LA. It's Danny's Tacos. No, it's Danny's Donuts. He has his Danny's name and everything, like, but they're really successful. I, they're really good. I'm, they're so good. And I just think he's a oh, man with like a heart of gold. See, I love to see the softer side of him because he does look like a crazy axe murderer yeah. like 95% of the time. But look how happy he is with he those tacos. He stabbed a sailor with a broken bottle. He pennies in those little bags under his eyes. They're coin purses. No, right? Don't you want to buy him those little jelly things they could put underneath? I think it's too late for those. He's 75, I think he's got to do that surgery. He looks 
just cut your... He's 75. <laughs> he looks like he's 30. Honestly, 10-10 would still smash. <laughs> like, honestly. I mean, flip me in a car, dude. Right. Like, I'd love it. And wow. he got his first acting job because he was helping an actor with drug problems. He's a, he's a drug counselor. And they saw his tattoo yeah. of, uh, what is it, a, a woman... And a, a little cow lady. Cow, cow, cow girl. girl. A cow girl on his chest. And they cast him in the movie, and that's when he got his first acting job. Yeah. They got more and more roles. He's cool. I love a redemptive yeah. story. I do love stories like that. Of And there's a lot of actors who were, like, discovered in weird ways after, like, living entire lives before. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a, a Danish actor we had here, and he had spent some time in jail as well. And then they, like, got him, and he was in Skyscraper opposite The Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. A great it's film. So cool. It's funny. His, yeah. teeth Rolling are, bowlers. his teeth are so white, but it does look like he eats cigarettes for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, what do you think? If, if your career doesn't work out like the traditional way, are you thinking about like maybe starting to murder some people, going to prison? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it in reverse. I think yeah. prison is my second act. Yeah. yeah. Oh, As okay. we discussed, I think I would really thrive in prison. You would. Mm-hmm. You yeah. would. I do. I, I watch a lot of Oranges and New Black. I understand if the you're dynamics. you're good to mama, <laughs> mama's good to you. <laughs> oh, my God. She's got the shoulders out. That's the, in the teeth of mama. Yeah. Well, you guys, Emily Ratatowski is showing off her armpit hair for the Harper's Bazaar September 2019 issue. The model wrote about the definition of femininity and importance of embracing sexuality. This is armpit hair. (laughs) This is more than our Halsey Rolling Stone cover. Like, if you're going to do armpit hair, just do it, baby. Yes. I feel like this is, like, uh, an old topic that I'm like, are we still talking about yeah. armpit hair? And it's a little annoying, but I do totally respect Emily, and I do appreciate that she is a conventionally attractive person mm-hmm. that's fighting the armpit hair fight, because, like, <laughs> I think a lot of the people who take in that step out there are, like, already like, oh, she's a weirdo. It's like when I'm like, guys, body hair is cool. People are like, Shannon, you're a rat. Shut up. <laughs> you know, but, like, now that Emily's saying it, and she's, right. like, accepted as, like, a real human. Yeah. Um, like, that's dope. I would know? say that a lot of my male friends, she is the sexiest woman alive. She yeah. is a standard of beauty for a lot of men in their, like, 20s. So I, it is does seem like an act of rebellion a little more when she does it. Yeah. Because it's like she has she's in this really small box already, and she's like, no, really, I'm, like, a person, and right. I can have free thought, and these are this is what I want to do. Yeah, so I'm I, with you. It does, yeah. like, it, it's an old topic, but sort of a new sort of person doing it. That's the thing. Things don't really take until, like, the insiders, like, the hot people say, like, you know what? I think gender equality is kind of cool. And then people are like, oh, my God. Like, she said that. That should be real. Whereas, (laughs) like, when the ugly say it, it just doesn't stick. Because they can just, like, ignore your your They don't even see. Yeah, I think so with her being literally one of the hottest probably women alive, talking about women's choice and, like, uh, sexuality and health care and body hair and everything, I think it's a really important thing just because you know i think traditionally speaking in our society beautiful women people don't like actually hearing them speak that's, that's true um you know and that's so offensive to me <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing you speak out but so i think it's a big thing for her being bold i wasn't she, she said when she was um protesting brett kavanaugh's confirmation and she spoke about how even um liberal people talked about how her her lack of a bra and i've also i, I thought about this too because when i like write jokes at politics and stuff sometimes my go-to by accident is boobies like, no, well, it's commenting on people like Elizabeth Warren's her outfit. Like, yeah. What yeah. She was, and that's such a thing that's programmed in my mind. Like, oh, you need a joke. Not even making fun of it, but like, 
I, as consistent as Liz Warren wearing a jacket and a black shirt. Yeah. But why do we go to that? That's because we're programmed to automatically, first we look at a woman, it's their outfit, let's comment on that. Yeah, it's the easiest, to yeah. or the easiest thing to see. So I think her saying that's kind of interesting too. Just, mm. I realize that in myself, and yeah. I don't mean to. But let's talk about armpits. Why, why do people care if I have hair under my armpits? That's also, like, I choose to shave mine, that's a choice I make. But, like, why does that impact anybody else's existence? It have doesn't. I guess that? some people are just turned on and turned off to it. Like, yeah. why does that have to do with... It's great. Like, you could be turned on to whatever... I mean, whatever That's does what it, but then just keep it to yourself. It almost Unless isn't even like... Uh, I don't even think it's, like, about being turned on or turned off for some people. Some people honestly do get really angry yeah. about it. Like, I was on a hike with a group of friends. Like, I went with my friend, and it, then it was, like, a bunch of people that she knew, and I didn't know. And they were discussing one of their friends who was dating a girl with armpit hair, and they were like, yeah, I don't know. He always seemed like such a clean guy who, like, loves hygiene. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like... You know, armpit hair isn't the lack of hygiene. Like She's it's still just hair, yeah. Like and I'm like, you have armpit hair, right? And like, it looked like the dude was like, <laughs> would rather throw himself off the fucking cliff we were hiking on than like listen to me try to say that like body hair for women wasn't unhygienic. Yeah, yeah. Like they really do think it's like dirty and gross. And I think because there's still like literally still so many people who think that women are just there to look good for mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. that it's like a it's totally offensive to them. But you can equate it to facial hair. Next time just be like you have hair on your face that grows naturally. Is it not hygienic if you, you know, sh choose not to shave it or not? Yeah. It's like it's hair that's growing in a place. Like and honestly, beard hair usually isn't. Is hygienic. probably yeah. more gross mm -hmm. than armpit hair. Totally. Yeah. And it's a combination <laughs> of what we associate with masculinity and femininity and yeah. then our false association with gender with those two things. Yeah. So it's like it's a combination of like we Having armpit hair is masculine, then you have to be a man instead of which that's wrong, and then also it's wrong that masculinity <laughs> has to do with men. So yeah. I think it's a whole combination of just things that are wrong. Yeah, yeah. man, also, how much longer are we gonna have to have these conversations for? <laughs> like, are they ever gonna stick? Like, I feel like mm -hmm. we've known this for so long, and it's still talking to like the fucking morons out there who are like, it's bad. And you're like, how long is it gonna take for you to become like smart? And I don't think oh. it ever will. I think it's cyclical. I think it's something that we're just gonna keep because women in the sixties didn't shave their armpits, and then we like go through these trends where we do, and then we come back. Same thing with like your vagina hair. Like uh, we, the bush was in. Your what? Now it's not. Now it's bad. <laughs> like it's one of those things where I just think you just constantly will ebb and flow, go back and forth, and we'll never have like people can just be who they want to be. I mean, we haven't had a woman president yet, so I think it's gonna be a while. I mean, also like enough <laughs> with like needing your pussy hair to be shaved. Like, I'm not a baby. <laughs> that's the, that's you know, where we're going, though. You know, it's creepy with the fucking baby thing. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then there's the baby voices. <laughs> 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 baby voices, they're freaky. When people are completely smooth and they do a baby voice, you're like, I gotta, I gotta call the cops on myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is horrible. I was gonna like, say, that's really upsetting. Yeah. Just the, that whole situation you just described. <laughs> it's out there, man. It's out there and you're like, I, I was looking for an adult and you're like 20. You're like, I want you to put your tooth. And you're like, no, I don't want the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, now it's time for candid coffee. <laughs> Each week, we'll answer a question that comes from you, our viewers. The question can be about anything. So if you want us to answer something, tweet us at Bill Brunch. Now, let's get candid. Here's the question of the week. Casey from Ann Arbor, Michigan asks, is there a basic life skill you've never learned? Well, thank you, Casey. So many. Thanks so, many. so much, Casey. Is there a basic life skill we've never learned? Um, I'll start off by saying that I just got, and you guys know this, uh, I realized I have all these allergies. So I just went to an allergist and I'm like gluten intolerant, wheat intolerant, dairy intolerant, 
tomatoes, egg whites. So 33 is the year that I've just stopped eating food. Um, but up until this point, I've talked about how, how much I order in and I just like can't anymore. And I realize I do not know how to cook. Literally, when like I'm reading, they're like, mince this, dice this, you burn that. Like I don't, I just, I have had to learn. I had to go buy utensils. I went and bought like a garlic mincer. Yeah. I'm sure you guys know what that is. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been a real growth couple of weeks. Wow. And for the first couple of days, I just ate popcorn and wine. Yeah. What are you eating now? What uh, popcorn and wine still. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I did make these like chicken fajitas, but with like lettuce wraps instead of the like flour Ooh, shells. Can you do corn tortilla? Yeah, I could. But I used lettuce and I put chicken and then like made some pepper. See, I'm like fried some peppers, yeah. skilleted some peppers. I, I don't even know the word. Skilleted. What do you, you don't saute? Need the is it yeah, saute? saute? That's good. I, I don't know how to cook. I want to like, set the microwave <laughs> on fire. Like, I'm, I'm used That's to That's a really good one. I think a lot of people don't yeah. cook as much as they would like or don't know how to cook as well as they would like. It can so be that, intimidating. Especially in, like, cities when, like, you can just order everything and it's yeah. just right there for you. So that's a really good one. Yeah. When I, like, yeah. bo like literally boiled pasta one time, I was, like, a, an achievement. I, like, water, boiled pasta, and I put some salt wow. sauce on it afterwards. I'm really proud of you. That was it. That was that Come was on. that was my cooking. I'm terrible at it. Really? It's not. I feel like it's it's intimidating at first, but then once you start cooking, you realize it's not that mm. hard. It's just kind of sometimes a timing issue. And I feel like then you when you like start cooking, you learn how like good food can taste when you know how it was yes. made. Yeah. Like it tastes so much better, I think, like than going to a restaurant personally. Yeah. Like, but you also realize how poorly food can taste when it is not properly seasoned because you don't know how to season it. Yeah. I've been eating some bland-ass chicken. It's oh, sad. no. Oh. Well, put some salt and pepper on it. I put salt, but then I get scared. And I'm like, is it too much salt? And then I have garlic powder, what? and then I, like, overdo it. Dude, you're, it. like, shaving yeah, you every black person then I right make, now. yeah, and then I make popcorn. Get, no, get, no. Like, get like, adobo seasoning, get paprika. What about that seasoning we got salt. from the guy? Remember the guy? Oh, yeah. Brought in there? I do use Lori's. Oh, no, that's... Seasoned salt. That's a thing, right? Yeah, I like I like truffle salt. You bougie. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> what are you guys not good at adulting? Was that the question? Okay. Was the question? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know I like. Okay, we're talking about like survival instincts. Yeah. I really wish that I had learned how to like like farm my own food because oh, wow. like when shit hits the fan yeah. and it's gonna hit the fan, <coughs> it would be great to actually know how to get your own food because supermarket supermarkets are gonna be done. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a good it's all one. Be, That's I like wish the there was a food started. shortage happening in the world. The UN has just put out reports getting yeah. really bad. Oh, wow. So I would love to just buy like a tiny plot of land where I can be like, this is my kale. <laughs> After this, I think I would see you moving to like a remote place, having your, your land, your yeah. plot of land. It's Shannon's land. And yeah. you're just cooking, making your growing, cooking, doing it all. Could you move back to Bayamon <laughs> and just buy some land and just grow? Maybe. I don't yeah. know that, like, the, the well, can you grow down there? has that much land. Oh, Like okay. that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, like, I go, yeah, I don't know. I just know you can't do it here. <laughs> yeah, no, here it won't work. But we got to find a place to plant because the things are happening, you things know? Happening. Listen to the hood healer. What we got to start learning now. She scares me too much. I know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I, I can't think of a specific skill. I just feel like I wish I had a better managing of, like, my own time. Yeah. And, like, I think just learning how to, like, schedule 
And like fit in things like a doctor's appointment when you're an adult is hard. Mm. I have just gone on my own insurance for the first time. Yeah. And um, that's something that like you don't know how hard that is until you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is really confusing. Deductibles and copays. And I'm like, these. what are these words? I'm having conversations with someone on the phone and I'm like, I'm trying to speak to you in a language I'm just learning. Right. Like she's like, you're, you're this, you're that, you're uppity blah. I'm like, I don't know what any of this mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And then like you can only have 20 visits and then you meet your deductible and then you have to pay and you're like, Ridiculous. It's not yeah. just free. I know. It's well, so confusing. That's why, that's why healthcare is our most important issue to people our age. But it's so complicated. It's but ridiculous. I've you been guys went to college, too. Like, you're not, like, I you know, know yeah, uneducated. Right. So it's, like, really scary to me when you guys can't figure it out. Because then I'm like, well, then it's not accessible. Right. Yeah. Like, anyone should be able to. Well, I think there's, like, this. well, like, this is following Ali's lead. There's, like, basic things we don't learn. And, like, going into going to best high schools, best colleges, like, you know, civics. Car insurance, financial health insurance, literacy. financial literacy, paying taxes, all those things that, like, I had to learn. I remember car insurance company, when I got my car in L.A., was so hard to talk to. They oversold me insurance to get me to pay more money. Like, when you go to, a, when like, changing a tire helped with that. Changing a tire, that's that, a good one. Well, that's basically mine. I had no idea how to do that. I do you once, know how to tie a tie? Yes, I had, to, I had to teach myself from a YouTube video, though. Cause, mm, YouTube. Yeah, but that's how it works. But, yeah, I know. The, the basic thing, that tire-changing one, um, I would, yeah, I, I, I've done, helped out once and got my pants all stained because it was like, I can carry this. This is what I can do. Mm -hmm. But if I ever got in L.A. in an accident or a flat tire, I wouldn't know really what to do. Triple A. Triple A, yeah, I guess that's Triple A. You know, right. Call someone. Yeah. Man. I know. Yeah. Try and learn survive. what you can, guys. We're all worthless. Well, you guys, now it's time for today's guest. Elle Varner is a Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter known for her fan-favorite singles, Only Wanna Give It To You, and Refill. Now she's returning to the music scene with her highly anticipated new album, Elevation. Here to tell us more is Elle Varner. Woo! Hello. Thank you. I love your in Wyoming. Yeah. Just get this for a little bit. Oh. Like nice. a $4 nice. vintage tea. I love it. Nice. Thanks for joining us. How <laughs> are you? you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So you, uh, you know, seven years after the release of your debut album, you have blessed us with your mm. new album, Elevation. Yeah. What has the response been like? It's been overwhelming. Like, everyone likes a different song. And if you're familiar with my music, I always have, like, an acoustic song, then an R&B song, then a kind of pop song. And um, so everyone likes something different. Yeah, yeah like so. Army. That's my song. <laughs> yeah, walk us through the album and like what listeners can expect and like what your favorite tracks are. Um, it starts with the word feelings and I think it puts you in your feelings. It's, it's very um, musical. There's a lot of instrumentation on there the boom bap drums that I always go back to. Um, stories, real stories. There's a song called One to Ten about how badly do you want to break up on a scale of one to ten. You know, so if you need to get back with your ex, play them this song. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's just a journey, just like my journey the last seven years. Yeah. It's colorful in that way. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind the album? I, <laughs> I, um, it's just the place that I'm at. I've, I've elevated through these last seven years, and I just wanted to capture that, like, in a, if it was a photo, 
that's what this album captures. Right, gotcha. Yeah. And you mentioned the journey you've been on, and you really yeah. have been after your debut album. There was a lot of back and forth with your label. and So take me through what that experience taught you about the music industry. <laughs> um, you know, it's the music industry. <laughs> It's um, it's it's not like there's no HR. There's no, yeah. you know, a lot of artists are talking about uh, that it should come with therapy. Yeah. Um, I had to get my own therapist. Mm -hmm. Good for you. But yeah, it's it's and it's fine. It's the ones that last and and are still touring. You know, in their 60s and 70s, they all had to go through it at some point. Mm -hmm. Prince had to go through it. Michael, everyone, Stevie. Mm -hmm. You know, to make the album he wanted to make, it took him so, so much. And we just know the music, but we don't know everything that happened behind it. So I'm a strong woman, and, I, and I'm proud of that, and I'm proud I persevered, and yeah. this is it. And you ended up making this EP with an independent label. My yeah. label, yeah, with so... E1 distributing from my label 212 Entertainment, so I'm a label owner. There you oh, go. Thank you. And I own my master's, which oh, wow. is, yeah, which is really awesome. So this this season of my life is about taking on more of the, the entrepreneurial aspects than just being an artist. Mm -hmm. I've always been an artist, producer, and I always write my songs. Shout out to Stacey Barth on Kind of Love. Yes. Who, wrote that song with me, but um, this is new, and it's it's a lot, it's a lot, but it's something I was trained to do. I went to NYU, uh, School of Recorded Music, mm -hmm. Clive Davis, and when I took on, when I started my art, my professional artist journey, I kind of left that, and I was just an artist. Mm -hmm. Now it's come back, yeah. so... I'm excited. It's a business, and part of that business is also performing. And so, yeah. for you, what for, what fills you the most? Is it writing and singing, or is it performing and getting performing, out there? Yeah. Performing. I just watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody last yes. night, and when he says uh, to the girl, the only other time I feel like this is when I'm on stage. Mm. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> it's so true. There's There's nothing like that interaction with a fan um, you're giving them everything, but they're giving it right back to you. It's very powerful. Yeah. 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 And you have um, some guest appearances on the album. Do you mm -hmm. want to tell us about those and what it was like to collaborate with them? Yeah. Um, well, there's Rhapsody on Wishing Well, who has a new album coming out August 23rd, I believe, called Eve, that mm -hmm. I'm on as well, <laughs> um, on a track called Michelle. And she's just always been true and real, like... Throughout all the years, people have changed, and they get kind of funny and this and that, but she's always remained herself, and I appreciate her for that. So the track she's on, Wishing Well, really tells a lot of my story mm. of the industry. There's a line, day one's turned into day nuns. Mm. Um, and then Wale, constant collaborator, he's just, he's one of the best, yeah. one of the best lyricists delivery crazy and he's always just been so easy to work that with. song is so good for me thank so, you yeah i've been <laughs> listening you. to it on repeat thank you <laughs> so you came up with the term um trap jazz yes i did can you define it to people who like myself aren't cool and uh, <laughs> do you think <laughs> it still are. lives on today yeah i think um i think there's a lot of there's a big resurgence of jazz um in 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 the mainstream 
pushing into the mainstream. Uh, there's this artist, Baby Rose, who sounds like freaking uh, Sarah Vaughn and mm. Billy, and mm -hmm. um, there's Masego. Love yeah, yeah. Um, that's just to name two. But I, I just kind of gave it a name because I, everyone always said my voice was jazzy, but I love hip hop and trap music as well. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. In 2017, you won a Grammy with mm -hmm. Chance, Chance the Rapper for his uh, album um, Coloring Book. What was yeah. it like winning the Grammy, working with Chance, and would you ever work with him again? I've been working with Chance since like 2013, maybe mm -hmm. 2014. Um, the vibe in those rooms is always electric. Like, he always works with the same guys, his same tight-knit group. And it's just, of course, of yeah. course I would. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. I, re I remember when um, the First Lady of the United States, Woo! our First Lady of our hearts always, Michelle right. Obama. First lady. Please, I, I, I consider her still the First Lady. Right, right, right. Um, when she gave you an incredible shout-out, said Malia was a fan of yours, and your album Perfectly Imperfect was in the rotation. <laughs> what was it like, I can only imagine, was it like hearing... Michelle Obama, one of those historic women probably in American history, give you a shout-out that your music was impacting her life in some way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speechless, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. And I think she said it to Oprah, which right. is like... <laughs> no, no it was to Literally Oprah. just like, you can't, you can't write it better. No, no. Um, the real ones, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, the real ones, no. I mean, I just be doing my thing. Yeah, that's all you got to say. That's so amazing. Yeah. Well, Thank we love you. you. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Thank you. Elevation is available on all streaming platforms. That's all from us. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same table. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah.